0: Hello, dear friends. Welcome to Alathara TV, India. Today we continue our discussion about creative society, and we are glad to find out a vision of our special guest today, Dr. Anu Mehta, chair lady and a member of the board of directors for Meta Health International, doctor of philosophy, a felicitator and trainer, hypnotherapy, an author, and an international speaker. And our next guest is Dr. Lata Surendra, performer, teacher, choreographer, curator, vice president in the executive committee of the UNESCO Dance Council for the period 2014 to 2017. Welcome, Dr. Lata, and welcome, Dr. Anu, for today's interview, and with me, Hosting the show will be Olga from Ukraine.
1: Hello. Hello, dear friends. Thank you, Shaba. But before we will start, I would like to remind all our viewers that Creative Society project is a uniglobal project of our mankind. The goal of the project is to build a society worthy of human to live in such a society where all people can say, wow, more information about uh, this project, you can find on allotterynights.com. Dear ladies, welcome to Alatre TV. And firstly, I would like, uh, it would, would be interesting to hear uh, from your uh, your vision you since uh, both working uh, have working and have an interesting professional and have a great life experience and uh, my question is for you for you boss uh what is your motto in life what drives you in professional life and beyond that
2: Dr Lata oh um, I think uh, being an artist art has always sought to be didactic it has always awakened us to the poet within us and Art teaches you to be porous, and that quality, which is vital uh, to connect and use art as a bridging metaphor, linking worlds. And that is what I found very common uh, in the purposive intention of the creative society, because the Schumann's resonance that we talk about, the pulse of the universe akin to the pulse of the artist, that weaves a harmony through various themes, be it as a reflection of the contemporary issues, be it as a mirroring of the saga of humanity. Art has always urged me to grow with it, to contribute to life, be inspired from it, and also to awaken to myself as an individual that is not living alone, you see, because in our connect with the world around, we grow. And it is about one world and one dance. So my motto has always been that, one seed alone can never make a forest because there are many, many trees that come into to connect with each other and create the orchestration that we call seasons. And that is what is vital to life. And therefore, I think art has awakened me to the creator within, awakened me to the fact that I am not alone in this world, that it is an interconnected world, you see. And it cannot exist alone because it needs the other side of the limelight, which is the other half. And we remain one half. So the circle is complete as one magical orb of oneness pulsating with something that goes beyond I, me, myself to an inner sky with no doors. That is my motto in life is that you serve to grow with art and the art urges you to grow. Thank you.
1: Yes, thank you so much. Really, we are not alone. It's like... (laughs) Thank you. And uh, Dr. Anu, what is your motto in, in life? What drives you in professional life? Please share with us.
3: So I meet a lot of people who are struggling today to be alive. And when I say be alive, it doesn't mean uh, that they are dead, but they are not alive either. So uh, they're giving up and especially during right now when the COVID is going on, somewhere this feeling that in the pandemic, we are united, and yet people are getting scared that they are going to be the next in the line. Since I work in the field of health, and I'm very connected to mental health, I often wonder what keeps people going. And I learn from people every day. One of the biggest things that I have learned is that you're allowed to get tired, but you're not allowed to give up. So if you're really getting tired, anxious, fearful, stop, rest, relax, your body is saying, whatever you're dealing with is too much, don't carry any more weight at that time. It's called the time out. And once you do that, You will come back and you will revive and you will be able to do things in the way that you want to. What's really interesting, Olga, when I go through history of any country, whether it is Estonia, which is a very small place, or whether it's Praha or whether it's India or whether it is Japan, where Hiroshima and Nagasaki went through a lot of uh, sadness, yet I find that all these places came back to life and they came back to life because as Lata says, that these, we are all connected. So even if one small patch gets spoiled, which doesn't look like a small patch, mass destruction happens. Somewhere we are all praying together and that one land, which feels as if it will never come back to life, comes back to life. And that's what makes me keep going because disease actually means not at ease. So it's not just the countries that have not been at ease, but it is humanity that has not been at ease. 70 trillion cells inside our body, which are all different, are connected with each other. And when some parts of our cells of certain organs are not at ease, it's the other cells that take over and really distribute that love, that affection to the area that's not functioning properly. And you often find in the matrix that area of the body reviving and regenerating again. The only thing is we cannot lose hope. It is not the time to lose hope. It's time to sit down and talk about things that motivate. The glue that keeps us alive is far more important then something that can destroy us. And that's what keeps me going. Thank you. So what is the motto, uh, Anu? The motto is that never give up. Never give up. Never give up. Stay alive.
0: Yeah. Anu, how do you envision a creative society where for you, your family, and every person in the world will be comfortable to live in?
3: You know, if I had my wish and I would carry this magic wand <laughs> and change everything that looked really sad into something that looks as beautiful in magic world. You know, I remember as a young child watching a movie where uh, there were uh, there were trees with ice creams, and the clouds were the were the place from where you could just collect everything in the spoon and eat it up, and people down were all happy and everything was fine. I wish people could just stay alive in their spaces. They wouldn't give up. And if they didn't give up, everything is possible. My vision of my family is not that they shouldn't have obstacles or sadness in their life, because those are also uh, doors to opportunities and growth. Yet they cannot keep reflecting on only those. What really is required is that we all understand that we are one one small bee somewhere gets in- disturbed and the whole world gets disturbed if i could make my family understand that truly family means not famine but standing together and connecting together and we together can do it can make things happen that right. would
0: brilliant world for me thank you so much shobha for that amazing question i know lata ji question with you. How would you envision a creative society where for you, your family, and every person in the world would be comfortable living in?
2: Well, as I said before, I think when I concern myself with the word family, I think of uh, Vasudeva Kutumakar. The The family is the world. I was teaching in Mumbai for 22 years and I realized as a mentor that talent and funding both don't go together. You have a talent, you don't have the backing. You have a backing, you don't have the talent. So I thought of moving to areas where the less privileged could also awaken to a dream because it is a preordained script that has us reborn in a particular. Terrain, and if we as artists, my wealth is my art. If I can use this art and enlarge its definition to have it as a therapy, where I could work with uh, differently able children, where I could save time and move to the forests and work with underprivileged sectors and have them understand that the pain that they are going through by birth is not isolated to them because pain is a part. We come into life with a wail, you see. And if we don't wail, the doctor ensures that we wail, the doctor spanks us and ensures that we smile through our tears and therefore transforming pain to ecstasy, pain that woos and evasive perfection That is what the art teaches you. A mother will be shielding her child from pain. But a mentor of classical dance forms teaches the child to accept pain and transform it to art. And if you can move the physical pain and transcend it, you can transcend anything in life. And therefore, working with these children, I understand how much I need to improve as a teacher. Every child is a mold that teaches me that I need to change my methods. I need to work with uh, new tactics. I need to understand them. I need to know their inner. And that means becoming sensitive. And sensitivity is very vital, be it as a performer, be it as a teacher, be it. I, I think art has awakened me to the fact that the rhythm that that has this microcosm and macrocosm connect to each other is not isolated to the macrocosmic or the microcosmic. We are all connected to a common rhythm and the heart is not a mere muscle. If it, it can feel for another, if it can feel the pulse of the humanity, because when we, when we, when we reach out with the performance, we are existence. We are the tree, we are the... ji,
0: the, but what kind of a society? In what, what I is want is a
2: world? society, exactly, where everyone has equal opportunities. What I'm trying to say is that we need equal opportunities. A world that is not uh, isolated to just me alone. I am happy. My world is safe. My family mm. is safe. But how can I be safe when in uh, just across there is a disturbance that's disturbing me. You see, I need to know that what is the reason for that? If I can change it, Mm -hmm. that is vital for me. My family, the day I awaken to the fact that my family does not end with the walls of my door or the walls of my home, I awaken to a wider boundary. And that is why when I curate festivals, I gather diverse themes, Diverse artists, diverse hearts, uh, because an aesthetic rebellion is vital in a consumeristic society. You see? Right. Thank so you so much. That is important.
0: Thank you so much, Lataji. Over to you, Olga.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. Of course. Well, everyone to want to live in a safe world, yes, and we need to take our responsibility. We don't need to wait when somebody will come and build this creative society. We don't dream about the creative society we're already building. And uh, I would like to uh, invite our guests, uh, ladies, and our viewers to watch uh, unprecedented events, the global online conference, the creative society, what prophets dreamed of what held on 20th of, Mar- 20th of March 2021, which has shown that humanity can unite by one goal if we choose to do it. Let's watch uh, a short video, our feedbacks from our viewers about this global conference. Of March, March 2021.
4: Amazing! Don. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so grateful to be part of this Creative Society program. Thank you,
2: guys. Let's keep doing this until we unite mankind.
5: It was a humbling and exciting and inspiring experience to us. We want this world to be a
3: better
6: place. We want to leave this world better than when we found it. We want.
3: I'm honored and I'm flattered. Um, just getting to know the idea of this conference and just watching how diverse it was and you know, understanding that how God is love and how we can love each other equally.
0: In total, I have heard, I've listened, and I've understood from the people around the world the way people actually pour their heart out. And it was so phenomenal to see people from different religions but talking almost the same language.
6: I'm totally
2: inspired and motivated by what I received from the conference on the power of love and the role each one of us plays to build it.
5: This is a very beautiful moment. I'm sharing that all volunteers all across the globe, we want happiness. We want peaceful life. We want togetherness. We want a life where everyone
6: should live in peace and truth
5: purified from false, people will be able to understand their religion truly, who watched it and accepted the truth. I think
2: we will succeed in everything. I believe it.
4: The importance of the creative society, as I understand it, is to implement all the
6: good qualities of a person.
4: Such freedom of spirit, such unification of people, Such an example of what people who feel the need and strive for the freedom can do, feel the need for this unification, because they understand that these are such times that we simply have no other option, and besides, it is a need, the need of every heart.
1: Yes, yeah, a Creative Society, it's what needs every heart. And I know, Dr. Lata, you watched already this conference. And uh, could you please share with us what was the most memorable in the conference for you and
2: what did you like the most and why? Uh, you know, as I was, as I was receiving uh, the, the collective feel of a human voice what came across was that it was just one voice, the voice of humanity. And although the, 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 the cubicles showed the diverse terrains, each had a, a kind of concern, that concern for humanity. And I specifically don't remember the individual figures, but I remember the points that they covered. One was that the world does not need revolution, but it needs evolution. And I thought that that was very interesting because we are going as of now, step by step as a creative society and trying to work out uh, how best to connect the world and transform it, transform the inner within each of us so that it improves the pace of a transformation all around us. And there was also... Uh, the, the point where uh, uh, they spoke about there being no sides whatsoever because I think it was a beautiful line which said killing the dragon means uh, becoming the dragon yourself and then there was a voice that spoke about the psychological transformation that happens in the one who is the leader of the consumeristic society And making him feel that he need not be empathetic towards the world but that he needs a kind of a sympathy where attention is drawn towards himself. So these transformations that happen in the inner and the diverse solutions where a Red Cross seeks to reach out with bottles where you can create a pipeline into that particular area how we can resolve matters simple solutions where that which is a resource of the universe could be shared by one and all and those simple solutions they amplified the strength of the small that could transform this world and that's what i'm saying as i received each one i understood that it was the one common voice of the collective and that touched my heart because I was the collective. I was there. I was here, and I was everywhere. Thank you.
1: Uh, uh, Shoba, we cannot hear you. Please uh, mute your mic. Thank you.
0: Okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, Thank you so much, Lata ji. And uh, Anu, just let me ask you this. This conference indeed united different people of all religions and nationalities. What, in your opinion, Anu, what unites all people in the world, regardless of nationality, religion, any statuses and affiliations?
3: So as Lata ji was talking, I was envisioning something very interesting in my head. And I'm just going to say it the way it came. It felt to me as if under the skin, we all have the same color blood. We all have a heart which beats in the same way from six weeks when we are inside the mother's womb. We all have a mind and a brain which looks the same. And so just because externally we look different, We have different cultures. Does that mean we are different? Or when we look inside, we are actually the same. We have same number of bones, same amount of arteries, same voice, same way our heart functions. And right now, during the pandemic, we all seem to be getting the same kind of disease, whether we are big, small, status wise or any otherwise. So I feel we are connected and we have always been connected. But the biggest... What is uniting us all? What's uniting us all is the glue of love and connection that we need to feel between the head and the heart. The mind is constantly separating us and saying, we need to know our boundaries well. And our heart is constantly connecting us. And this 17 inches between your head and the heart is what is connecting all of us. We are always in the race of this 17 inches. And once we bridge that gap, and whenever we bridge that gap within us or anytime, it's the hearts that glow. It's the hearts that match. In fact, there's a whole research done by a math Institute, which says love is something that radiates. Love is something that glows within us. Love is something that connects us. And despite all the destruction, in the evolution is the word love. And It is the highest emotion. It is the highest emotion of 528 hertz. It's an emotion and a vibration that connects us. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, ladies, for sharing with us and Dr. Anu. And yes, it's true, what unites? It's love. Thank you. And let's watch a short video about uh, the aid foundation, how they were met.
5: The biggest social polling in our entire history of civilization has been conducted during the last 10 years. By people around the world. 180 countries, millions of people of different social statuses, denominations, nationalities, talk about the society in which they want to live in. And this is a creative society. Based on the answers of the people from around the world, eight foundations of creative society were established. A society where all people can live in happiness, peace, and prosperity. This is that very society that our prophets bequeathed to us. All prophets talk about the value of life, freedom, honesty, common human values, equality before God, mutual respect, and unification of people about love for each other. They talked about the common truth and about the world which we can create. The prophets said, there will be a time when we're able to build a creative society. We are honored to live in the time which the prophets talked about. When everyone is chosen,
1: Yes, it's true. We are living in a special time uh, when uh, we all are chosen. When we have such a technology which we can use for uniting the world, unite all people around the world. And many people have said that uh, uh, they find that this these eight foundation are very close to themselves, to their culture and traditionals. And ladies, uh, could you please share how this foundation uh, reflected in your culture and traditions, Dr. Lata. I know you read about eight foundations
2: <laughs> yes yes of course and I think the eight foundations are almost like the eight commandments towards harmony because uh, uh, mainly uh, it calls for a non-dualistic world a world with uh, absolutely no antonyms a world which is meant for all Uh, and a world that teaches us to respect our differences, uh, physical differences of caste, creed, religion and urges us to the common collective goal. And I think that transparency that nullifies sides, that nullifies two factors or two factions, that is beautiful because it then has us live life As a dream because life that we are born into is meant for all the Creator has ordained it thus and no human being has the right to divide this world into fragments as I think a great famous poet Indian poet says Rabindranath Tagore, that where the world is not broken into fragments by narrow domestic walls into that heaven my father Let this country away. I think this utopia that we talk about is what the creative society is echoing because our culture has always believed in the oneness in all. And that is why we say that in every creature, in every creation is a dignity that we as human beings should respect, should consider, should empathize with. And that is what makes this world a beautiful place, a beautiful cosmos meant for all.
0: Thank you. Very well said, Lataji. Very well said. Thank you so much. Anu, in your opinion, how implementation of all these foundations can change the life of every person. I just found these
3: eight pillars very idealistic and very beautiful actually. When I was going through each one of them, what really came up was that, it's a society wants people to have a choice. I mean, can you imagine a society where people have a choice to choose, to choose the partner, to choose what kind of life they want to have, to choose what kind of environment they want to have, to choose, to be given a choice to choose, and then to be given that freedom is the ultimate for which every human being is actually working towards. What really also dawned on me is that this is the society that's talking about development in personality of a person and justice and equality for everyone. I mean, this is definitely, as I said, something that is going on right now, but we really need to question ourselves. Is it really happening? And so I believe that the the foundation being laid by saying yes, it's possible is also a very big thing. We have so far divided people by boundaries, by the skin color, by the food, by the culture. It's time for us to understand that in diversity is beauty and that diversity does not mean that we need to separate out people into sections or bits but it's the glue of love that helps everyone sustain and have that as an idealistic choice that they want to make so i really felt from my heart if such a society exists where the creative expression is given where people are allowed to speak their truth where people are allowed to speak from their heart, not from their head, where they're constantly thinking, am I saying the right thing? Am I going to offend someone? Am I going to tell someone something that they're not going to like? Versus, this is my truth. This is my authenticity. This is what I present. And you choose me and I choose you. And it's like the two hands of the namaste. You are here. I am here. And in between somewhere, we shall meet in the place of
0: love. Thank you so much. Wow, very well said Anu.
1: Thank you Thank you so much. I like how you said we done to live in this world. Yes it's really true we done to live in world where is every day is competition whereas every day they are dividing us this consumer format and it's time it's really time to change and We don't need to wait someone. How I said before, we need to take our responsibility. Thank you, thank you so much ladies. And again, let's watch a cartoon from the conference Creative Society United Weekend.
4: Aliens came to earth. At first they flew around it, saw everything, and then decided to talk to the people on earth they asked why do you have so much garbage and garbage cans well this is because we don't have enough money to build waste processing plants but why do you have so many hungry and homeless people well this is because we don't have enough money to feed them and build houses for them but why are you constantly at war with each other this is because we don't have enough money and we're trying to take it away from others The aliens scratched their heads and said, We fly around galaxies, have explored many worlds and planets, but have never met such a rare and, as it turns out, such a very necessary resource as money. Could you show us what it looks like and show where you get it in space? Then we will try to get it, bring you more of this money and help you establish harmony on your planet. We don't fly anywhere to get money, the Earthlings answer. We print it ourselves yourselves said the aliens. Yes, after this answer, Earthlings were deleted from the list of intelligent beings <laughs>
1: Unfortunately, it's our true, and it's world way we living now, yes, it's. Funny in the same time it's said, and uh, Dr. Alata, how, how do you think, how it's, is it important to change the format of our society from consumer to the creative one? How do you feel
2: about it? I think uh, uh, number one, we need to really go about uh, creating the change, format the space around us. You see, if each one is concerned with the space, and trying to use a service, use a vision to transform the space around each. Then I think slowly you'll find that as a collective, the whole sky clears. I mean, because that is the way we move, we can't do it alone. And there should be no gap between the cup and lip. What I see today in this world is that a lot uh, is being done on paper. Uh, be it uh, reading a paper, be it connecting through seminars, be it, but no artist I have seen, even in India, there are very many states uh, where a festival, a very mega festival happens, but the people who are a few kilometers away have no idea about what Indian classical dance forms are, you see, and that has been my one aim, that I take... Dancers, I take the art as a journey into these these, uh, unknown terrains and have the people receive that which is uh, definitely theirs. A cultural legacy has us connect to that which we are born into and gives us an identity which is common, you see, because I do not think that classical dance forms separate in as much as they awaken us to the unifying, one-centering, you know, deity within. Because we don't talk about uh, areas which are generic uh, through the dance. From the tangible, we go to the intangible. So the realms that we talk about or tread through the art has to awaken the human being who is receiving. And as a curator, it is easy because through themes, you work out a message. A visual message through the dance touches the people better than that which is read out in a paper. Even if you reach out with a line or as you see now, virtual dimensions that we are connected to, we are reaching out to a wider audience. Definitely you may not see them because as human beings, we like to be Uh, seen but we do not like to be seen watching another so you will find very many people curious about what is happening even today and maybe they come in as views in your uh, uh, the YouTubes that you are putting up when it is online you will see many are just watching passively but it is just a step away then when they receive your work when they receive you on virtual dimensions today they understand that this is one aspect that i have not understood and they become more sensitive to it you see so transforming uh, and creating pathways that lead dancers to those who could connect to the dance but could not giving them opportunities i suggest to every person that They have 24 hours, but time is not the criteria. Between now and then is an eternity. So time is the excuse we give to all the things that we could do, but we never got around to doing. Rather than speak, I think we need to be action-oriented. Every person stretches their service in a concern for those around, their brethren, you see. And like Jesus says, He who seeks to be served last is the one I love most, you see. So we need to reach out. We need to give. And in that giving, we receive something that is within us that goes beyond the material. I think that uh, the the clip that you showed uh, spoke volumes that the earthlings are deleted from the list because intelligence is not what anything... Uh, teaches us in India, we talk about diksha. Diksha is wisdom that does not come with with a, a, a certificate that any academic university accords unto you. Diksha is has the teacher or mentor awaken or shed away layers of the disciple and awakening the disciple to the true self within that gathers the whole world. You are not alone then. When you walk, you walk with existence. And I think when you dance, you dance with existence. When you sing, you sing with existence. It is not about just that chord. It's not about just that track. It's not about just that dance. You may not see the millions beyond uh, the stage, beyond the limelight. You may not see the millions who are viewing you now. But yes, they can hear you. It is the communion that is important in this universe, not communication. Nature does not need a voice. So also art does not need a voice. It just needs the heart. And I think if we all can connect to the voice of the heart, then we have just one pulse, and that is the pulse of humanity. Thank you. So, uh, we cannot hear you
1: again, sorry.
0: Thank you so much, Lataji. It was beautiful hearing you out. And over to Anu. Anu, how important do you think it is to find out how people envision a creative society, whether they want to live in such a society and how important is it to raise such a topic everywhere?
3: Thank you, Shobha. That's such a brilliant question. When I was watching the little cartoon, it came across that we feel we don't have enough. We don't have enough of something. And so there is scarcity some way. I think we humans have created this uh, scarcity in our heart scarcity. We're so used to talking about what is not enough. And we are not talking about what is enough. And somewhere what we create becomes the very loop in which we get caught. We created money, and now we are chasing money. We created status, and now we are chasing status. We created competition, and now we are chasing it. It felt more like a, a race that you find. I found my kids in when, I was, um, when they were younger. Imagine that they are in a rat race. They're running. Everybody's running, and so are they. Because that's what our society says. Run behind a goal or run towards a goal. And the one who reaches the goal first becomes success. But maybe there is another child who's going to help another child who fell down and, and didn't come first because of that reason. We ignore that child. We do not give that child what is really due to him. That's appreciation, love and acknowledgement that, hey, you were the unique one who, who stopped yourself from reaching the goal. But for you, the goal was to hold your fellow and acknowledge that that person wasn't okay. Till we don't create that, we cannot create the basis of anything. I believe that we need to have more human touch than touch with the paper. And I feel we need to get within ourselves the feeling of being enough. And we need to look at that. And then from there, we are creating a creative society, which is full of love. But the basis of love is connection and money and paper is only going to disconnect us not feeling enough does not ever connect us it in fact creates diseases in our body which crumbles the the most stable parts of your body that is the bones the muscles they all crash down because and the blood in your body and the lymphatics this is all if you're having problem in these areas it's all the source has come from competition And from all this run of not being enough. So I really feel Mm sure that if we can hold our heart and say to ourselves every day, all is well, like the three idiot movie that we have if Amir Khan.
0: all is is well, yes.
3: We tell ourselves, you know what, this too shall pass. And stop making everything about ourselves. And change from me to we. And... Connect with love. There is no way that we cannot have a creative society. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Anu. Over to Olga.
1: Yes. Yeah, thank you so much. I am absolutely agree. What did you say? It's like cannot wait to live in near future, change the creative society where every person respects each other with love and every happy. Thank you so much, ladies. And as we are testing the series of six handshakes, it means all people know each other by our five or less social media. And ladies, whom you would like uh, to invite for our next conversation and uh, to hear his or her uh, vision of
2: the Creative Society, Dr. Lata? I think I have uh, uh, submitted a big list of people who are already coming on uh, in your... Uh, uh, wonderful you know interviews. Yeah. Yes. But uh, I think uh, there's been a big list and they're already coming in uh, one by one. But um, I think I have yet to see the program head of NCPA Sopnikalpa uh, Dasruta coming on. And there is uh, there are so many artists in various states. I would like them uh, because my world is the art. And there are also those NGOs uh, who are doing selfless service basically i think uh, the unsung heroes there are very many in a city who are concerned with people although they are not connected with the corporate world and therefore my desire is that those unsung heroes who are really doing good work come to the forefront and people see them and have a connect with them because theirs is the voice that could help create a society that is meant for all, you see. So I will definitely ensure that everybody is given a chance to speak because it is the common pulse that is very, very important for me, which is why I'm miles away from the city in a place where I can connect to the less privileged people around. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Anu.
1: Whom
3: you would like to invite for our next conversation? So my choice would be a little odd because uh, I feel that people who are not on the stage are the ones who really need to be brought here. We are again uh, interviewing probably people who've made something of themselves in their lives, who have created something for themselves. But there are many, many people, like Lata said, who are unsung heroes like little children, there are many children who've gone through and have spoken such wise things, and they have such talent. Or women who have been entrepreneurs in their field. They may not be of a high status. I know of of a lady who sells milk in 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 the in the place where I am, but she, uh, despite her husband not being there in this world, didn't crumble, didn't fall down she created a business that her children are now feeding on. And these are the places where people didn't even have enough, but they gave themselves a choice and created a vision in front of them that they are going to make it happen. And that those are the hung, unsung heroes that I would really like to see because the world, if we are creating equality, equality then is picking up the the weakest link that is ever there somewhere and making it the strongest. And only when we make the weakest link strong, can we have the society that we are envisioning.
0: Thank you, Olga. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you, Dr. Anumetha and Dr. Kalashri, for being with us today and for this enriching conversation. And before we listen to the song, We Are More Than 99%, which was a theme song sung at the global online conference Creative Society, what the prophets dreamed of, I would like to ask you, what would you like to wish to our viewers?
6: On. We are sighted and awake. Now we know what is the truth and we know what's fake.
5: We are more than
6: 99%. Now should you look at All prophets, dream the peace and love. In are united happy world. We friendship and respect amount. All humans it is what they talk. We want to build a better